The following is a special presentation from Pastor Joanne Ramsey and Speak the Word Ministries. We trust God's Word will bless you as you listen to this message. Here's Pastor Joe. The title to my message today is called The Unseen. In Hebrews 11, verse 1 in the Voice Translation, it says, Faith is the assurance of things you have hoped for, the absolute conviction that there are realities that you've never seen. I want you to think about that. In verse 2, it says, It was by faith that our forebears were approved. In verse 3, it says, And through faith, we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God, that everything we now see was fashioned from that which is invisible. Think about that. What is faith? Saints, faith is more than belief. It is trust, it's assurance, and it's a firm conviction that the God that you serve, the God that I serve, is more than willing to bring into reality the unseen things that you've been praying for. In 2 Corinthians 4.18 in the Brian Bible, it says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but we fix them on the unseen. For what he says in the Bible, the Word says, that For what is seen is temporary. What you see is always temporary. That your circumstances, anything that you can see, regardless of what it is, is always temporary. So if you could just get that revelation tonight, that anything that you can see is a temporary thing. But what is unseen is always eternal. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Always. The question is whether or not you will live by your faith or will you live by your sight, which is your flesh. I was living by my flesh this morning. Everybody lives by their flesh off and on all day long. I haven't met anyone that can walk in faith all day long. Because the enemy is always going to give you a little, even if it's a little bit. I said something this afternoon or this morning, David and I were talking, and, and, and a few minutes later I said, that wasn't me saying that. I didn't say that. My flesh said that. Your flesh will say things. Your flesh will do things. Do you agree with that? In yeah. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, as the song was saying, the name of them, the group was singing so beautifully tonight, it says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Saints, you may not have given this much thought, but the opposite of faith is not doubt. So many think that the opposite of faith is doubt, but it's not. The opposite of faith is sight. Faith has to do with the unseen, and sight has to do with the seen. Do you understand that? Believers that follow their feelings are walking by sight. Anytime that you're follow, following your flesh, and your feelings, you're walking by sight. You're not walking by faith. There are unseen things that are yours that you still have not yet received. And you need to understand that. And I'm hoping that sometimes, and praying sometime during the night, uh, this evening of teaching this message, that you will understand that the unseen things, there are, are unseen things that do belong to you, that has your name on them, that you've still not received them because maybe you don't know how to receive them. And I'm hoping that through the help of the Holy Spirit that we can reveal some information to you that will help you to bring what you've been praying for that is still in the unseen over into the seen. In other words, into a reality. Amen. However, 
if you can look at the things that you're going through, whatever you're going through tonight, if you can look at it through um, what you're going through and look at them through the eyes of the Word of God, begin to see things in His eyes and not yours, I can promise you that your situation it will change and your mountain will move and things will begin to shift and things will begin to turn around. Amen. I can promise you that it will. And things will be in your favor and God will take what you're going through and use it for your good and for His glory. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Remember, faith is the conviction of things that eyes cannot see. Saints, faith is not something that we do. A lot of things, a lot of people think that faith is something that you do, but faith is not something that you do. Uh, it is a response to what God has done already on our behalf. As a matter of fact, let's talk about how faith comes according to God's Word. It says here in Romans 10, 17, in the New Living Translation, it says, so faith comes from hearing. He said, that is hearing the good news about Christ. All faith starts with words. You need to understand that. It, write it down. All faith, all faith starts with words. Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the Word of God. The more you hear the Word, the more your faith is going to increase. And, and I think as we go a little further down here, you're going to get a better understanding of that. But all faith starts with words. So I understand, if you understand this, if you understand that all faith starts with words, you understand whoever has, whoever has your ear. I want you to listen. This is going to help you. Set you free. You, when you understand whoever has your ear has your future. Whoever, whoever or whatever has your ear has your future. You have to understand that you have to be very careful the counsel that you sit under. In other words, you have to be very careful as to the people of God that you listen to as well as other things, the uh, things that you watch on TV, the things you listen to on the radio, uh, the people around you, whether they're friends or family or foe, it doesn't matter. It's whoever you give counsel to, whoever has got your ear the most, is where your future is going to be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because whatever you begin to understand and whoever's wisdom you take and believe, they will begin to determine your faith. I'm going to say that again. Because when you begin to understand, when you finally get an understanding that whoever's wisdom you're taking, whoever's wisdom that you're listening to, whoever's wisdom that you're believing, that they will begin to determine your faith. Everybody does not have your best interest at heart. Only God Himself has your best interest at heart. And there's a lot of people that's teaching and preaching. They do not have your best interest at heart. A lot of them are only interested in your pocketbook. A lot of them are only interested in building up their church or whatever. They're not interested in you. They're interested in them. But if they have your ear, it's going to affect your faith. That's why the Lord impressed upon me at the very beginning of my ministry. He said, Do, you know, for me not to watch TV or read the newspapers. He said it would interfere with my faith. 
And this is exactly what he's saying. Whoever has my ear is going to have my future. And if I had been listening to some of the things that a lot of people have been listening to, and especially in the last year or so, but for, for all time, I don't believe my faith would be where it is today. And we can all stand to have more faith. So I'm not saying I got as much as I need. I don't ever have enough. In, um, you're always increasing in faith. Because all every time you're reading the Word of God, and every time you're hearing the Word of God, your faith is increasing. But make sure that you guard your ear gates and your eye gates as to what goes in, because that is going to determine your future. Your future in your health, how healthy you are, as to who you believe, your finances, as to how prosperous you're going to be, your family. You cannot believe everybody, that it, where they're even talking about family, giving family advice. Don't always run to your neighbors or your family for advice about any of this stuff. Go to God. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. And he will never steer you wrong. You just ask him and he'll give you the answer. He'll send the answer to you. Hallelujah. You want to be around faith-filled people, not those that speak negative things into your life. The God Word translation puts it this way. It said, so faith comes from hearing the message, and the message that is heard is what Christ spoke. In other words, when we speak God's Word, our faith increases, and the things begin to happen. When your faith increases, things are always going to begin to turn around. Brothers and sisters, God gave you a mouth to change the seasons of your life, he has given you the ability to speak. Faith comes from a word that is so powerful that it causes you to be totally convinced of something that you cannot see. It is in an invisible realm when you are totally convinced of it. In other words, it's invisible, but when you believe it, you become totally like Abraham convinced of it. That's faith. That's faith. That's the Abraham kind of faith. When you become totally convinced of what's in the invisible realm that you cannot see. Abraham could not see. And it didn't look very uh, encouraging to know, even though God spoke to him and said that he was going to become the father of many nations. He did not in the natural. If he had a been listening to all the ears because he was over uh, millions of people. If he'd have been listening to some of his advisors and, it, and, and if he had been listening to his own flesh that was 100 years old, at that time it was 80, about when he told me he was going to be a father of many nations. For 20 years he waited, but yet we can't wait 20 minutes. Noah waited for a hundred years, preached the same message for a hundred years. It's going to rain. Eight people were saved. Nobody believed. But he was patient. But yet, there again, we can't wait 10 minutes or 20 minutes on the Lord. But yet, we'll go stand in line for hours and even camp out in the parking lot with their bags to be the first in line 
on what do you call that, Black Friday. I've never been to a Black Friday. I don't want to go anywhere that's named Black. <laughs> it can't be good. It cannot be good. It took me a long time to figure out why they even call it Black Friday, and I'm sure I don't even know today why it's called Black Friday. But we have to learn to be more patient, have more patience, and trust in God, and, and know that what we're waiting for is worth waiting for. Because if you don't wait on God, and you go ahead and listen to your neighbor, or your relative, or whoever, and you take their advice, chances are you're going to go down, you're going to get another, you're going to get an Ishmael, like Abraham did, because he didn't want to wait. I don't know, I think his wife, that Sarah didn't want to wait. But either way, they didn't wait and got an Ishmael. But that's okay. They finally got the, they finally got the son, finally got to Isaac. <laughs> Praise God. They gave him laughter. <laughs> Isaac means laughter. I, I, I said, I, the Lord has given me some things to do that I laugh too. You know, and I know that they said Abraham fell down and laughed, and Sarah laughed too when they said they were going to give birth. And I, I tell you what, if the Lord was telling me that today, I definitely would fall down. <laughs> I don't think I would Google, though. I don't think I would Google. <laughs> You know, the phones got to now. They talk to you when you're not even talking to them. And if they heard about it, I'm sure they would spread the gospel. So, <laughs> you know, Pastor Joe was expecting. <laughs> so I think she's a little past age bearing. <laughs> Praise God forevermore. You know, in other words, when we speak God's word, as I said before, our faith increases and things begin to happen. Brothers and sisters, like I said, God gave you a mouth to change the seasons of your life. He's given you the ability to speak. As faith comes from a word, as I said before, that is so powerful that it causes you to be totally convinced of something that you cannot see. And that was what Abraham did. That was, he was totally, fully persuaded. Remember, faith is the conviction of things that your eyes cannot see. Think about this. I want you to listen to this. You know, you say, well, Pastor Joe, you're always talking about the Word, the Word, the Word, the Word. Well, that's okay because God is the Word. So the Bible says He, was the, he is the Word. He was the Word. He is the Word. In the beginning, there was the Word, and He is the Word. And He's instructed me to teach His Word. <laughs> He, as a matter of fact, says he honors his word above his name. Yes, yes, amen. So we have to speak and to give it to you in a way, I pray, that will give you understanding. I want you to think about this. The first thing that God did was not to create the heavens and the earth. The first thing God did was not to create the heavens and the earth. The first thing he did, he said, he said, and yes, I talk a lot about saying. And you'll understand more as we go along, and I'm hoping of some, from other sermons that I have taught the importance of saying. That's how, this is just the beginning of how you're going to get what's in the unseen into the scene, just the way God did. But the first thing he did, he said, and if God had, had not put a word out there, if God, just think about that. If God 
had not put a word out there, there would be no heavens and there'd be no earth. Think about that. The first thing that God did was to speak. And I'm sure that you'll agree that according to the scriptures, in Psalms 33, 6, the New King James says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. And in Genesis 1, 1, in New King James, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. It says that the, in verse 2, it says, The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Verse 3 says, And then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and then he separated the light from darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness night. In Genesis 2, 7, the New King James says, And the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground. We were talking a little bit about that the other day. That the Lord formed man of the dust. You and I were formed from the dust of the ground. And it says, And he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And a man became a living being. And Psalms 148, 5 says, The New Living Bible says, Let every created thing give praise to the Lord, for he issued his command, and they came into being. God has given us the power and the authority to command, to issue commands, whether it's commanding that sickness to leave your body or speak to that checkbook or speak to that pile of bills. I've done it because God told me when to do it and how to do it, and I did it and, you know, and had bills as high as $100,000 paid. But you got to do it as the Lord gives you the word to do it with. Saints, God did not grab Adam by the shoulders and blow him up like a balloon. The breath referred to here is the result of God's words of faith and life spoken into him. God spoke, he breathed into him. The Jewish sage, sages, which sages, if you don't know what that is, is persons that are wise and prudent, men with wisdom. They write about this scripture saying that God made another speaking spirit just like himself. In other words, man was created with God's dominion and authority, possessing the same ability to speak words of faith and life. You can go back and read that in Luke ten nineteen, where it talks about giving you the power and the authority. And in Hebrews 2, 8, where it says that he's left nothing outside of your control. That pretty much clears it up. After Adam fell, God used the prophets as voices of authority and divine mouthpieces to reclaim his family, saying, there is one coming. There is one coming. Over and over again, they spoke words from God. In spite of apparent darkness and despair, God continued speaking. Those very words of faith and life, saints, would eventually usher our Lord Jesus into the earth to defeat Satan and redeem his creation, which is you and me. He continued to speak. Adam was going to, but after he fell, God began to speak it through his prophets over and over and over and over and over again until, until it took place. He was calling those things. He was speaking 
into existence. He was calling to unseen into the seen. Think about that. He was calling the unseen into the scene. And he raised us up to be seated in the heavenly realms of authority. Praise the Lord. It says so in Ephesians 2, 6. If you don't believe it, it says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. God does not do anything outside of talking. And Jesus spoke to everything too. Jesus spoke to the wind. He spoke to the dead. He spoke to the blind. He spoke to the lame, even to a fig tree. He spoke to demonic spirits, and they all had to obey him. Jesus, my Bible tells me that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in me and you. If you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, that same spirit that was speaking to the dead, speaking to the lame, speaking to the demonic spirits and casting them out, the lame, the blind, right here. All we have to do is to have faith. We've got to have faith that we can do it. And we're going to get the kind of faith that we need by listening, by giving ear to the ones that's going to give you that kind of faith, that you'll have the faith to open up your mouth and speak. Everything that God is going to do in the earth starts by his word entering the earth. My point is, if God brought everything from the unseen into the seen by speaking it, how do you think you're going to bring those things that you want from the unseen into the seen without speaking them? If God himself couldn't do it, how do you think you can? People, you know, forever saying, well, God, you know, uh, I don't think it's scriptural for silent, you know, God, you know, just have silent prayer. You, you got you to open your mouth. And you've got to begin to uh, speak those things. Like I said, if God himself had to open his mouth and speak those things into existence, that's how you're going to get yours. You're going to get them by speaking. But you cannot speak them into existence. You do it by his word. But if you don't know the word... He's not going to call, you know, people say, well, God knows my needs. I'm sure he does. He knows everything. But he's waiting for you to give him back his word. He's waiting for you to put him in remembrance of his word. The Bible says in Isaiah 43, 26, to put him in remembrance of his word so he can plead your case with you. In other words, come along and help you. But you give him the word when you give him that word, that word goes out. When I speak that word over my body, over my family, over the ministry, over whatever's going on, God himself is active and alert to perform that word. The Bible tells you that in Jeremiah 1, that he's active and alert. He's watching, in other words, he's watching over his word. But he cannot perform anything that's not his. He can only perform his word. And there again, he also has angels standing by to hearken to his word and hasten to bring it about. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is the high priest over our confessions. 
It's all about confession, speaking the word of God. And the reason why he wants you to do this, he gave you, he's given us an example of this in his word. But he said, this is how I brought you into the world. He said, I spoke you into existence and I breathed life into you. And you're not going to get it any other way. Everything I have today, I have spoke it, spoken it. Because the Lord instructed me many years ago. And, and I began to feed on that word, feed on that word, and speak that word, and speak that word. And it didn't make any sense to me at all. A lot of things won't make any sense to you. The devil will make sure that they don't make any sense to you to keep you from doing it. He don't want you to open your mouth. He don't want you to speak the word of God because he knows there's power in the word of God. And he knows that God is uh, looking over that word to perform that word for you. So when you speak the word, you must speak it in faith. You must believe it in your heart. As the Bible says in, in uh, Mark eleven twenty four, that whatsoever you believe in faith, he said, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says, he will have whatsoever he says. As Pastor Larry and I were saying the other day, the key word here is believe. This is why so many times people walk around and they'll say such dumb things like, well, I feel like I'm going to die. Uh, <laughs> or, you know, I can't do this. Or they'll say other things. Or I just think, you know, that I would just fall over dead. These things don't come to pass because you don't believe them in your heart. If you believed it in your heart, then it would take place. So, but if you speak it long enough, you will begin to believe it in your heart. What you speak long enough, and this is part of the point too, it works both ways. You can speak God's word over and over again. You get it down in your heart. And as the Bible says, out of the heart, the mouth flows. And so you will begin to speak what he says instead of the other way around. But if you are given ear to other types of counseling or ministering or friends that speak in negative all the time or people that are not preaching the truth or all these things that they give you and you're buying into it, then that's the way your life is going to go. I see it every day, and I'm sure that all of you do too, and I know Pastor Larry and them, they, they see it. David and I, we talk about this, you know, and, and you, you can change. You can change. You can turn that ship around. You can, that tongue is your rudder. That tongue is your, is your salvation. That, you know, you can't even become a Christian without using your tongue. But you have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord to even become a Christian. And it never stops there. From then on, everything you need is going to have to call those things that be not as though they are. But I understand, from what I can see, and especially a lot of the people I know and some family and friends, they are calling those things that are. In other words, they're speaking what they have already. They're never going to make it. You know, they'll believe for a few minutes and then a bill will come in the mail or something will happen. And I say, I knew that didn't work. 
I've been confessing that word now for a week or two. And it don't work. So you start agreeing with the circumstances. And there again, that's agreeing with the flesh. That's being carnal. Because what did I just say in the very beginning? Anything in the natural is temporary. That situation you're going through is temporary. But if you begin to trust God in spite of the situation, no matter what it looks like, refuse to speak what you're looking at and still say what he says no matter what it looks like. And I've had to do it so many times and still do. No matter what it looks like, I didn't feel like it. And sometimes I've been crying while I'm doing it. And I didn't like it. But I knew, I knew, I knew that I knew that if I didn't do it, what the results were going to be. And I was not going to like those results. To know if you want, you're going to have to make some changes. My point is, if God brought, I'm going to say this again, if God brought everything from the unseen into the seen by speaking it, how arrogant are we to think that we can get the things out without speaking? You're going to bring, you're going to have to bring those things you want from the unseen into the soon. You can't do it without speaking them, as I said before. Faith is how you're going to do it. Through your words of faith and life you speak, just like God. And in Job 22:28, it says, We shall decree a thing, and it will be established unto us, just like God. He speaks things. He established the earth, everything in it. Romans 4, 7 says, We are to call things that be not as though they were, just like God. He called everything into existence. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 says, We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I have believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak, just like God. And somebody says, Well, that sounds very arrogant, Pastor. Well, God said that he created me in his image and his likeness. <laughs> and he told me to speak to the mountain, didn't he? He said, you know, in some translation it says command. Command it to move. Command that pain to go in the name of Jesus. You know, I had to do that the other day. I sat on that sofa so long, got this little right my back. I told David, I said, you want to have to help me up? And I, I don't have back problems, but, you know, I was sitting so long in one position and you're sitting kind of rigid, you know, for a while, you know, and just back over. So we had to lay hands on it, you know. And, and of course, sometimes I threaten to lay hands on David, too, but I don't. <laughs> it says here <laughs> that the word power in Proverbs 18.21 can be translated hand. God has turned all his speaking authority into the hands of our words. I'm going to say that again in Proverbs 18.21. That's where it says that in Proverbs 18.21 says that's where it says that the power of life and death lies in our tongue. And it says it can be translated hand, that God has turned all his speaking authority into the hands of our words. In other words, we are the mouthpiece for the word of his power with which he controls and upholds all things. Brothers and sisters, the church 
is to uphold in force in the earth. We truly are the uphold in force in this earth. In closing, let me remind you of this. God loves His Word so much, we mentioned this earlier, that He calls Himself the Word. In Psalms 138, verse 2, David said, He said, I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. He says, For you have magnified your word above all your name. Hallelujah. In other words, brothers and sisters, God honors His word above His name. And if God honors His word above His name, why shouldn't we, His creation, honor His word too? We give honor to God and give honor to His word by keeping His word in our mouths, coming out of our mouths and creating, like I said, your destiny. You speak your future. You, you, God is not responsible for the sickness or the poverty. The enemy is the one that brings the sickness and the poverty. And we're not in a battle with Satan. He's already been defeated. Yeah. Amen. We, we, don't, we don't have to, you know, everybody says, I'm fighting the devil. Well, you're fighting a battle that's already been won. He, he just says to, uh, to hold the fort. Stand, stand your ground. The battle's already been won. Yeah. We, we, uh, what, is that, um, what is that word? Maintain. You know, oh, thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. Occupy. And so when the troops have gone into a city, you know, in these uh, countries that they've been fighting, and they go in there and they've, and they've taken it over, then they stay there to occupy. They're not fighting there, they're occupying their space. They've already won the battle, they've won that space, so now they've got those standing there to occupy to make sure that the others don't come in, that, you know, that the enemy doesn't come back in to occupy. And that's who we are. We're children of God and we are... When we became born again, he put us in here to occupy. He said, stand when you've done all you can do. He said, stand and, and you just occupy your space. And the way you occupy your space is just continue to speak the word of God and, and, and command him to get out of your life, get out of your body, get, you know, just get, just go, get out of your family. And you can do it. You can do it. You know, but I get discouraged when I pray for a lot of people when I know that uh, when I pray for them, that within a few minutes they're going to turn around and say something else and cancel out the prayer that I've prayed for them, or you 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 know you prayed over them, and then they they think it was God that did it, but God didn't do it. If you pray a prayer in faith, God will answer if you don't change your mind and, and then get into agreement with the enemy. As long as you'll stay in agreement with God, it will, it will come to pass. But most time when people get prayed for or ask God for something and he answers, then they get back into agreement. They, they put more faith in the bankers and the doctors and, and there's nothing wrong with either one of them. But nobody should have more faith in anybody than the Word of God. No one has more power and authority than God himself. And he can change that situation. He can turn it around. And I see him do it a lot, all the time. And I also see people that I would love to help. And I love to pray for them. And I do. 
and I wish I could help them, but they won't let me because I pray for them. And, and, and then they continue to tell me what's wrong. And it's like Jesus said, you know, when he was talking and standing over Jerusalem, you know, I've talked about this before, when he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. He said, I really wanted to help you. He said, but, you know, I wanted to gather you like chicks, you know, under my wings. He says, but you wouldn't let me. You won't let me. So it's not always the pastor's fault or you're somebody else. You don't have to be a pastor to pray for somebody. You can pray for yourself. You can pray for each other. You have the same authority and power that we have. But you have to receive it in faith, and then you've got to watch this thing right here that can be your, is, is your can either um, give you the victory or defeat you. But God made you a speaking spirit, so that you can speak. Like you said, you you determine your future by the tongue, and that's why I speak on it so much. Because the Lord told me to. <laughs> if you didn't get but one or two things I said tonight, I, I truly believe, I pray with all my heart that you will understand that if God himself had to speak something into existence, that if you want to get it in there yourself, you're going to have to start speaking it. And once you speak it, you're going to have to stand on it until it takes place. You can't be changing your mind and being wishy-washy. You're going to have to exercise faith and patience. That's what faith is, is exercising your faith and your patience to get it. Okay, Father God, I thank you so much. I thank you for the word that you gave me tonight. And I thank you, Father, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I thank you, Father, that being a Christian just fills us with tremendous joy. I thank you, Father, for the joy that you just pour into us all the time, Lord. I thank you for the word, Lord. I thank you that you are your word. And I thank you, God, that your word is powerful, more powerful than a two-edged sword, that it'll cut through bone and marrow, even to the dividing of spirit and soul. And I thank you tonight for all those that are listening online, those that were listening in here tonight. I thank you, Father, and I do believe in all my heart that they got a new, that a new revelation that they could really see that in order to bring that unseen, those prayers that they've been trusting you for and praying for, to get them over here into reality where they can see them, get out of the unseen into the seen, Father, I do believe that they are going to begin to see some results. They're going to begin to see things shift. They're going to see things turn around. And, and they're going to see your favor on their lives. And they're going to understand that it's not you that has been holding them back. It's not you, Father, that's holding out on them. But it's their own selves. It's their own mouth that is keeping them down, Lord. And so I pray tonight, Lord, that you will continue to teach us all the importance and the power that's in your word and also the power that's in our mouths. And I pray, Father, that as you were with David, that you will be with us, and that you'll put a bridle on our tongue and a gird on our mouths at all times, lest we should sin against thee. And Father, again, I thank you for this word tonight. Holy Spirit, I thank you so much for being my helper, my teacher. I thank you, Father, that you're so faithful, always so faithful. And I thank you, Lord, for giving me the, the strength, the courage to do what you've asked me to do. And Lord, sometimes... I understand, and the people that are listening sometimes thinks too that they can't do certain things, and I feel like I can't either sometimes, but I do know, as the song was saying, just one step of faith. 
if we just take that first step, that you'll be there waiting for us. You'll meet us there. And I pray for all of those tonight, Lord. I speak blessings over each and every one of them, Lord. I speak health into over them. I speak prosperity over them, Lord. I speak long life over them, Lord. For it's in Jesus' name, we just give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen.